Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Yo, Aries, tell them where they can find us. Yo, Spearsburg Pod, Instagram, Spearsburg Pod, uh, Patreon, Spearsburg Pod, YouTube, Spearsburg Pod, Facebook, Spearsburg Pod, Instagram, everything is Spearsburg Pod. Yes. And? Hits one-on-one. Very good. There we go. Look how good we are today. Smooth, We're baby. getting our stuff done. Yeah. How you doing? I'm Tommy Bescadelli. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. Bensonhurst, in a racist pod. Anyway, look, me and my guys were big fans of the Coon and the Kike podcast. We listen every fucking week. We love the way Aries does the characters with the Bartholomew, you know, the rich fuck. Or the other guy, the Brett Butler, the one with the racist radio announcer. Personally, my fucking favorite. And as far as Andy goes, we can tell he has a soft spot for the spades, but he's not really committed to the niggas. He's a flounderer. He fucking flounders. And for the record, I got no problem with the Jews, even with the big beaks. You know, I'm not going to be the guy to sit up here and say something anti-systematically. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm going to be a new character on the show. I'm never going to tell you when I'm coming or what I'm going to do. But I'm going to fucking be there. And you got no fucking choice in the matter. You understand? Capiche? With that being said, there's that other prick. You know, the one that does the fucking thing where he plays the music for the emails. Fucking name escapes me. Steve. Ah, there you go. Oh, fucking Steve. Yeah. Uh, I hope y'all like that. I'm going to try to figure out some more to do with that. Um, This is a good one. I wanted to start this off with this one. Uh Uh-oh. Alan Camacho. Pod email three from Alan Houston. Yo, man, y'all keep staying consistent with the quality pods. Much appreciation to you and Andy. Glad you finally got into Snowfall and can't wait to hear both of y'all's take on the most underrated shows out. Uh, here it goes. This is the fun part. But anyway, on to my question this week. Here's some Freaky Friday type shit. Imagine Gemstar and Andy switch bodies. 
voice, mind, and eyes switch into the other's body. And for the sake of the pod, you need to save them. But the only way is to fuck one of them. Who do you choose? The fate of the the pod depends on you, Aries. So let me get this straight. It's Farrah's body, but she sounds like you. Has your eyes and your voice and your, uh, do you say mind? Yeah, I'm basically, I've taken over her body. And right. And, and, and you're you and physically, but she's in you. Yeah. I'm a fuck the shit out of Jem Steinberg. <laughs> I'm fucking the shit out of Jem Steinberg. I'll even look into the eyes as long as they don't have on the glasses. Dude, there's nothing and but fear. Gonna, it's going to be fear. For who? Me. Yeah, nigga. Well, I'm the people, one in there. Well, you, you about to take it, nigga. Uh, I hope this guy writes some other stories. Because, because my only option is to do what? Fuck Andy in his physical form, which means this nigga got a dick and balls. But just because it sound like Gemma and eyes are Gemma? Nah, player. L- listen, I don't, want, I don't want either part of this, but... I can't blame. You have no say in the matter. You're the captain now. You're the captain. You have no say in the matter. You, but I, I can't blame you because you're not you're not into Gemstar because she she's done math I don't equations. Know what the yeah, bitch you know, sounds like, like yeah. You just want and again it's the, the only, body. The only thing that would remind me it's Andy is if she had on his glasses. <laughs> so as long as she ain't got no glasses on, nigga, I could daze into some pupils. And as long as she don't talk, nigga, I'm good, nigga. It, it's a really uncomfortable place. I don't. I would be. I don't. I wouldn't want to talk because I wouldn't want to say, "Hey, how was it?" And then she can't remember how to respond to me. <laughs> I. I can't. I can't. What's the fuck? I can't remember. Jesus, now I need that ginkgo biloba. Then I'm gonna be like, "This bitch is Andy." Yeah. This is. Uh, I'm not happy with this. I, I love that his cre- the creative idea behind it. Of course. I wish he could have figured someone else out to use besides me, but. No, th- there's no, then it doesn't know. have any value. I know. It's fucking disgusting, but yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking Jem Steinberg, nigga. <laughs> Just for the record, that ass is mine. Okay. Thank you for that, uh, my guy. Uh, oh, and then this nigga writes, and he, let me, I'll wait for that, because that shit's a little winded. Uh, our girl, A.B. I hope that you both are doing well. The weather all over, all, the weather all over have been crazy. Uh-oh. A.B., you did it again. <laughs> $10, a lot of money. I'm currently sitting in my car looking at the snow falling. I will always keep to my views that snow has no purpose outside of winter sports. On Wednesday's podcast, I kept waiting to hear when the title was going to make its way into the show. I I cracked up when it finally did. Needless to say, policing and law enforcement have grown and shifted as time, experience, and technology have caused the shifts. Working where I currently work, I am constantly reaching out to other jurisdictions and departments for assistance, intelligence, and to compare notes. The key with that is to find someone on the other end of the phone who gives a damn and actually want to work. Outside of that, here we are. Andy, I must say your various knowledge on all kinds of topics is impressive. I was shocked to see you smoking on the Drink Champ podcast. That is only because I am am a square and have 
never done it myself. You have a host of life experiences. You are nowhere near being typecast as a one-trick pony. I love it. Thanks for sharing your life stories. Uh, the two of y'all make a beautiful pair and y'all really balance each other out. Incidentally, w- w- as she's complimenting you, it's hitting me. Farrah hasn't written in. I thought for sure she would write in. No, she said she wasn't going to write in. No, but didn't I read all the emails with motherfuckers giving her the business? Yeah, but she said she wasn't going to write back in about about this subject anyway. She might write back in something else. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, she kind of she kind of painted herself in that corner, though. Yeah, but I just thought as a strong, defensive black woman, she'd have came out swinging. But she said she wasn't going to. So she, she oh. if she if she responds now, she went back on what she said. Or maybe she's just taking the time to write up a really, really good, good one. Juicy. Yeah, it's probably she's gonna let all of us have it. Hey, come on, you fucking mighty gong. <laughs> you fuck with me. You fucking with your best. I kill Antonio Matara. Come on, come on. Balcony scene. Um, keep creating magic, guys. Aries, I would love to hear a little bit more on how you started with impressions and sounds as a part of your talent. What shifted within you growing up that you have to that you have come to master that? The voices, all of them crack me up. It's crazy to believe they all come from one you. It's like someone with multiple personalities. I like to think of myself like I'm an X-Men. And that's, you know, what was the one X, the chick that could change in anybody i forget what her name was but i'm like the vocal version of that uh you have the ability to carry on a whole conversation with a group all by yourself ever thought about doing a one-man show stay safe guys a b it was Uh, jennifer lawrence by the way that's the yes but her character i don't remember her character um you know i always tell people um a b it's a note everybody's voice is a note tone inflection riffs uh just to give you a, uh, and this is what's great when we do the podcast and I have my headphones on, which is why when I do radio back before COVID and you would go to the radio stations to promote, I always ask for, oh, sorry, I always, always ask for headphones because when you can hear yourself, you can hear the note. Like, again, Shaq, breathy, bassy. Everything's down there, 2810. When you say 2810, and that's when I dominate. Sly is, hey, you. <clears throat> hey, you, Paul, you want to come watch me drink? Gene, e, it's a note. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I still like your yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony Soprano, it's right here. You know, there's a guy, a guy named Nick something. I think he was on America's Got Talent. He does Tony Soprano, and he was actually the guy that inspired me to do Tony. And that's when we were in Miami, and I called Andy up, and I said, "Yo, I think I got it," because I was noticing certain things he did. You know, when you listen to Tony, sheesh, that sheesh is in there. Uncle Jonah Johnny Shack. You got to hit that sheesh. So when you hear those notes, that's like a note here in a musical note. You got to hit it. You got to be on key. Kamala, talk to Janish and Uncle Joe. Um, but Denzel, when it goes up and down, how do yeah, you? Yeah, Denzel, you know, is the, all right, my son. I'm not going to bury my son. My son is going to bury me. All right, he's a good kid. You like him, That's a then. That's that's that that tremble, but then you know he's here. <laughs> all right, all right. That's what we talking about, huh? So it's just hitting those notes, baby. Uh, but thank you, I appreciate that. Growing up with music, did that? Do you think? Yeah, my mom, you? my mom. Yeah, absolutely. My mother again, jazz singer, blues singer. So some of that shit is hereditary. You know that 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 the ear that, that ear that's that for me was hereditary, 
But that might not be for everybody because Jay Farrow, Atheon Crockett, um, I don't know if they have anybody musical in their family. So again, you know, it's a gift some sort of a way. Some of it's passed down and then I think some of it is just something that God blesses you with. Is Cube in your... Ice Cube, no. Matter of fact, there's a guy here who asked me if I do a Tupac, which I cannot. Uh, The closest I get to Tupac is that cadence. When you feel me, nigga, feel me. When Pac rhymes, you know. All the nimmy, nimmy, nimmy. But I I can't do a Tupac. But are you limited by your range? A little bit, because, you know, uh, some of it I can't. Like, I wish I could do Chris Rock. Like, fucking um, Farrell's Chris Rock and and Atheon. It's scary. You're kids that. It's kids. I, I can't get that thing that they got. Kevin, uh, uh, Farrell's Kevin Hart is bananas. His Will Smith is, I can't get that high with Chris Tucker. But now again, take it baritone, all of it Paul Mooney, nigga. That rhythm, that cadence, the depth in that nigga's voice. You know, so it's just, you know, certain people sing certain ways. There's yeah. different styles, you know what I mean? So yeah. we all voice singers. Um Deidre Ann Johnson. Hello, Miss Johnson. Jackson, if you're nasty. Um, hi, Aries. This is an expansion for people with underlying conditions to get the vaccination. I know that you have diabetes, so that qualifies you. However, you do know that diabetes, diabetes is reversible, right? Yes, I do, Miss Johnson. Uh, lifelong quest for me to get right. Um, also, once you get both doses of the vaccine, you must continue all precautions. The mask wearing will be with us for a very long time. I will be getting my second dose this Saturday, and I'm thankful, but the mask remains in place, especially on public transportation. When in the company of fellow vaxxers, I will feel more comfortable taking the mask off. But that's just your own personal precaution, isn't it, Ms. D? Um, because if you've got the vaccine and you are safe, 85%. So what the fuck is the point of the vaccine? Because as you get up to those higher numbers, less and less transmissions are going to occur. But as she said, the mask, uh, Fauci just said, it looks like 2022. We're going to be wearing the mask till. So next year, um, the vaccine. Now they're finding, uh, and and now this is kind of, this bothering me. By the way, she said she wouldn't tell. If you know what that means. Remember, I said the joke when I was jacking off. Oh, I yeah, said, yeah. She probably tell. tell. She said I wouldn't tell. tell. It's funny. Ooh, woman, you mother. Ooh, ooh. Go ahead. But no, she's right. She's she's right about everything that she's saying. Public transportation. I, I mean, I said this and you you didn't like it. But I, I think for uh, I think for a lot of people, especially people who have any underlying illnesses, mm-hmm. are going to wear masks for the rest of the time on public transportation. And, and that's what uh, it, I don't want us to turn into fucking the patinas where they wear that shit. They don't. They wear it if they're sick. They're supposed to. They, they wear no, it. no, no, no. But it, it, it seemed like customarily, even before COVID, Asians were big on the fucking masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't want us to turn into that. That's not who we are. It's it, it's the direction that we may be going to to stay safe. Man. All right. I mean, it fucks up my beard. I hate it. Listen, I, I dude, when, when, it, when it becomes official that this shit is over, nigga, I'm not wearing this motherfucker, man. Well, you're probably going to be in good shape if it's, you know, only 
a smaller amount of people are actually going to, it's going to, it's going to be more like a regular flu, but it just has the ability to take you out. And big shout out to all you pussies. I'm sure none of you listen to this fucking podcast, but all you pussies who, when I post something about wearing your mask properly, who sit there and fight with me on it and talk shit and call me out my name. But then when I dish it back to you, you report me so that my fucking Instagram gets fucked with for a second. You guys are fucking pussies. Let me tell you something. Yesterday I went to Chipotle and the chick working the food had the mask below her nose. Black chick. And I said, hey, sweetheart, pull your, pull your mask up. And you could tell, I could tell she got a little bit of an attitude. If you're working in the food industry, Chipotle, Subway, and you are hovered over food, pull your fucking mask up. Because you're breathing downward onto people's food that they're going to put in their mouth. And I don't understand why this is so complicated. And one dude wrote me and went, well, um, you just shouldn't eat there then. Go make your own Chipotle. I said, motherfucker, there isn't a mandate that says I'm not allowed to eat wherever I want and I got to go home and make my own Chipotle. However, there is a mandate that says from local businesses and state and law that you wear a fucking mask properly in the establishment. What a juvenile answer. Well, then don't eat there. Go make your own. I should be able to eat wherever the fuck I want, and you should comply by the fucking rules and the mandate. That's not how that works. Well, I agree with you and everything you just said. Sometimes, and I've, I noticed this because I used to be very about people having that mask on, especially above their nose. And then I noticed a lot of people don't notice it. Like, all of a sudden, they'll feel it, and then they'll They know. Sometimes you don't notice that you're wearing that thing for eight hours a day. It's a, it's a rough, it is rough to wear that thing for eight hours. Uh, I'm not saying though, but that's where we are. That's what you need to do to help. And this isn't the mask. And then people, I hope more people have understood this. You're not wearing the mask to protect yourself. You're wearing the mask to protect others. I, I saw a great example as to how someone put it, where they were like, imagine if, you know, you're standing in front of a guy and he pulls his dick out, and he pisses on your pants, you're going to get wet. It's going to go through your jeans, yeah. and you're going to get wet. Now, imagine that same dude, uh, with, he doesn't pull his dick out, but he tries to piss through his pants and get it onto you. It won't get onto you. It'll stay stuck In the, within his walls. Yeah. That's the fucking point of the mask. Yeah. You know, and uh, one dude said something about uh, my expectations. Well, maybe because your expectations are such, which is part of the problem. I said, don't confuse my expectations with a mandate. You understand what a fucking mandate means? That's the key word. It's a mandate. It's got nothing to do with my expectations. It's mandated that you obey the fucking rules. Why is this a hard concept for people to follow? Well, One big muscle-bound nigga who was a personal trainer said, you know, uh, if you take the right vitamins and you do the right thing and you're healthy and you eat the right food, you don't have to worry about it. It's elderly cunts and fat motherfuckers like you with diabetes who should have to worry. And if you're not taking care of yourself, well, then maybe you deserve to die. I said, you insensitive fuck. So you mean to tell me out of all the people that have died over this from a worldwide perspective, it's only been the elderly? And people with underlying conditions? No, it's been more than that. And secondly, even if you somehow escape the disease, this shit has crippled the economy. So there are people that are suffering financially, small business owners. So it's just more than just the disease itself. And you think that all the homeless people out there 
There are, there are homeless people out there who, who, who aren't elderly and who don't have underlying conditions. What about them? It's like, nigga, you might have a six pack, but get one in your brain. You got one on your stomach, but get one in your brain. Well, I was, you cannot be that fucking naive and stupid. But they are. And here, here's I, I, we're, I was having this discussion with the, the Uber driver when I was coming here, first of all, because I, it was funny. And he was cool, man. We were having a good conversation. But what if I just all of a sudden decided that um, I see people go through red lights and, and the other cars don't hit them? They miss them or there wasn't any other cars coming. So can I just say, man, you don't have to worry about red lights. Just go through fucking red lights. The other people will stop. It's not your problem. Go through red lights. No, you're eventually going to get in an accident. You're going to hurt someone or you're going to kill yourself. Same thing. Eventually, if you're not taking these precautions, it's gonna it's gonna affect you. Even the dude who's taking his vitamins, working out, and staying safe, you have an immune system. But this this virus is is extra special. It has a way of making. I don't know if you saw the um, uh, they they showed. I think it was on. Oh, I forgot what show it was on, but they showed the lungs right. of someone who doesn't smoke. They showed the lungs of someone who smokes, and then they showed the lungs after COVID. Uh, and it was somebody who never smoked. And the lungs after COVID look worse than the lungs of the dude who's been smoking his whole life. Bingo! So, yeah, it's going to fuck you up. So you keep going through, you know, to the six-pack dude, keep going through the red lights, dude. Keep going through the red lights. Eventually, one of them is going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. And then, of course, again, y'all want to talk shit? And play tongue tennis with me when I got a John McEnroe serve. Nigga, don't fucking cry foul if I give it to you and you can't take it, but you expect me to take it. Well, how could they do anything to you? Because the only thing you said, it was pro-mask. Hey, I called them a bunch of fucking imbeciles and <laughs> cocksuckers. <laughs> imbeciles are okay. Cocksuckers probably get yeah, to take you. Bullying. Um, Rami Yahoo. Yo, Aries, this is the second time I've written in. I hope this one will make the cut. In my opinion... You are the greatest impressionist of our time. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks to you and Andy for creating the pod. I look forward to the weekly entertainment therapy session. I love when Andy said he can hear me digesting my food. That was great. That's, that's when you're getting comfortable, when you just know you can insult your partner and not give a fuck. It's like that great moment in that movie with Spade and Farley when he squeezes the ketchup packets in his mouth because the fries are in. He goes, I can actually hear you getting fatter. Um, I, look, bah, 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 bah. I wanted to keep the first one short and sweet, but real quick, let's hear a Tupac impression. Most respect. I don't have one, so I don't do it. That's <laughs> 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 as good as it gets, man. Uh, uh, so are you a better impressionist than Rich Little? Did you even know who Rich yes, Little is? Man, but do you, but do you know who he is? Not? That's why I'm asking. You did know who he was. You got to do your homework. got to do your comedy homework. He's the originator, the OG. But I never thought he was on point. Really? On some. But he, You know who dogged him out like that, said that same shit? Opie and Anthony. Did they? Yeah. yeah. They said they thought some of them were on point, but others were either hacky or not on point. Yeah, I, I thought they... they <clears throat> I thought he just stretched because no one else was doing it, so he could get close and it was... Right. Uh, and, I, and I'm not shitting on the dude. He made a career... Made a lot of money right. at Vegas. He was Vegas, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so no, no. I mean, he's a legend. Yeah, right. In in that in that <clears throat> genre. I tell you, one of the greatest impressionists of all time, Frank Caliendo. Yeah, Frank's a fucking beast, man. But, but if he doesn't use the makeup, you think he still hits everything? Yes, okay. yes. He did a thing one time where they did a, a spoof of Thirty for Thirty, and he did a, all the NFL coaches. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. 
I, I forget the if he's, if he's still the coach of Kansas City. Reed, Andy Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, he made the mustache way oh, too yeah, big. Yeah. He did a uh, Bill Belichick, and he he did the thing where he's got on the Bill Belichick hoodie, and he's talking like Bill Belichick talks real low, and he's got a poodle. He's it was the funniest shit. It was it was really funny. And when he does the dude who looks like the Chucky doll, who's the coach for Tampa oh, yeah, Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gruden, Gruden, yeah, John Gruden, yeah, he does the oh, it's fucking great. Frank's a, okay. Frank's let me ask you this about Frank though, I, and I don't think I think we touched on, it, but we never got right. to it. Uh, his Charles Barkley is that blackface or is it not blackface? It's not blackface, and I'm proud to say that when he was when he first did Charles Barkley, and again Frank used to have me on Fox NFL Sundays. Um, I remember we would do Barkley and Shaq. He would do Charles, and I would do Shaq. And I was when I was watching his Barkley, and I'm dissecting it, and I started doing Barkley because of him. And my Barkley's way better than his. Like he would always go knucklehead. That's the voice. He said, knucklehead, man, that defense is terrible. And I was like, that's too, like, the famous uh, Kobe Bryant, let me tell you something, Mike D'Antoni, and he wouldn't, he, would, he wouldn't pick up on those words. Mike D'Antoni, LeBron James is very athletic, adding syllables to words. He's a great athlete. I think it's very interesting. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, I, he, he did, he did, he did uh, Barkley, but I thought mine's one up them. Okay. Yeah. But shout out to Frank. Um, well, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I like this comment because I never asked you these questions. Andy Kaufman, do you did you ever see like his Elvis? Yeah. No, he didn't. Andy do. to me was I didn't get it. It was two out there. Two out there. Performance art, not yeah. really comedy. Yeah. Not like not stand up comedy. Performance. Yeah. Art. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get the point of purposely pissing off an audience. What's the point in that? It can be kind of fun. Did you uh, did you see Man on the Moon though? The Jim yes. Carrey did? did you think Jim Carrey's yes was outstanding? Phenomenal. Okay. Yes. Um, Duke Dre. Twenty three. Um, my brother, what up, Aries? It's your boy Dre. I haven't wrote in in a while, but I have been listening to every episode of the podcast, and as usual, you and Andy have had me laughing out loud. First thing I want to get at is about my fellow black folks and these goddamn chicken commercials. Aries, I believe you said it in a previous podcast. I got Popeyes. Fucking hate that shit. Uh, That is a bad look for us black folks, and I could not agree more. We need to stop immediately. We better than that, y'all. Okay, the next thing is the new Denzel movie, The Little Things. I'm right there with you again, Aries. When I first saw the preview, I was hooked. So I dive right in, got my popcorn ready, and started watching. I'm in it all the fucking way until that motherfucking ending. I seriously thought when they got to the point where Leto had Rami Malek digging holes and shit, this might have a seven-movie type ending to it. God, I'm glad you said that. That's what was missing. I was waiting for something like that. And it did not deliver. Okay. That's seven. What a great example. Um, I just watched that recently the other day, too. It's in the box. No. No. You're a liar. You lie. He wants you to kill him, David. David, if you shoot him, he wins. Oh, oh no. All right. Uh, the human condition. The human condition. 
So uh, seven movie type ending, which is my favorite movie. So I'm fucking edge of my seat, nigga. And then nothing. Hits him with a shovel. Really? This was on a a Geraldo opening Capone's vault level for me, nigga. But hey, it's Denzel. They can't all be great movies, I guess. He's still one of the best that will ever be. Oh, and a side note, his son, John David, is the real deal. Yo, he coming. Okay, next up, Aries, I am waiting with high anticipation for you to watch Snowfall. Well, if, nigga, if you follow this motherfucker, you already heard it. I remember suggesting it to you way back in the summer, as have many others since. Again, on a scale of one to Sopranos, which I take credit for coming up with. Oh, that was you. All right, dog. I like that. I remember you said you like that scale. Anyway, I think it's minimum a nine. It may not be Sopranos level, which a lot of shows aren't, but it holds up. Okay, and finally, I'm so pissed because you and Andy are coming to Tacoma, which is my neck of the woods. I live about an hour north, and I'm not going to get to come see you because I got to work. But I'm going to try my ass off to get someone to switch shifts with me so I can make it. If not, I'll catch you the next time around. All right, man. I love y'all. I'm a loyal Aries and Andy card-carrying member. Please be safe and keep knocking it out the park, baby. MJ is the greatest. You know, I don't have to do this, but I'm only doing this because it's who I am. So I play the game. You don't want to play the game that way? Don't play the game. Break. Your boy, Dre. P.S. The new season of Snowfall starts on the 24th. We can't wait. Dre! What do you think about uh, what he said about I just bringing it up because I know how you feel right. about certain things. What do you think about uh, what's uh, uh, Denzel's son's name? John David. John David. Yeah. What do I think? Yeah. What do you think? What he said. Do you think he he said he's the real deal? You don't. Come on. Just I eliminate eliminate I his connection to Denzel. I can't. I refuse. I think he's. I think he's really good. Yeah. I bet you if they gave Steve Urkel a real shot, he's good too. I, I just, I'm sorry. I, I, to me, I look at it like crossing the picket line. There's motherfuckers out here who blood, sweat, and tears this shit, and you get to skip to the front of the line. Yeah, but but I, 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 if I, you I, have I, the I, skill. I, 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 no, I, I, Michael Douglas, his dad's Kirk Douglas. Yeah. And you don't think that Michael Douglas is, uh, is a legendary actor? Yeah. Yeah, and and you you talked about your mom being in music, and then it, it's kind of part of your ear, and that it, that's how you get this tonality. You don't think that just being around it through osmosis, some Dude, of it I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be what you're saying is, if I'm being honest and fair, what you're saying is right. The f- clans, black clansmen, didn't did not blow me away, man. But it'd be one thing if. It blew me away because you can't deny a great performance. It'd be one thing if it blew me away and the circumstances were still the same. I'd go, yeah, but it, that nigga was, no, it did not blow me away. And you're your daddy's son. And everything Denzel has touched with the exception of little things, virtuosity, and Ezekiel apartment 17B, like that 44th, 8th Street, 9th and 10th Avenue. Um. I thought he did a great job in that movie. That I know movie, you do. I, I know and, you do. And, and that movie just did, that movie didn't have this. Uh, it had a playfulness to it. It wasn't. Uh, 
It took a very serious subject and tried to make it a little bit and, and put some humor to it. And it was definitely a de- departure for Spike Lee as well. Do on black clouds. Yeah. Just, dude, it did nothing for me at all. I didn't feel him in that at all. Did you feel Spike Lee at all in that? No, nah, not one of Spike's best work. I think it's just a different kind of movie. I, I don't think that... I, I know you didn't enjoy it. And I, again, we talked about this. When I'm watching Black Klansman, I am keep hearing signs of Denzel. Well, If you're going to remind me of Denzel, you got to remind me. Not Tinker. First of all, Kirk Douglas was my father's era, so I didn't see many Kirk Douglas movies. Matter of fact, I think the only Kirk Douglas movie I'd ever seen was the one with him and Burt Lancaster, where they played the two ex-cons getting out of jail as old men robbing a train. I'm not positive. Tough guys. I think he was in Swamp Thing. Okay. But Michael I grew up with, and Michael was a beast. Mike's catalog is a beast. Right. Black Rain, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, Disclosure. What, what, the only other movie Denzel's son has made is Tenet. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it yet. And that's what was supposed to be a big deal, Chris Nolan. But, he, but then COVID hit and kind of, you know. Yeah, but he was also great when he was in, uh, what's the, what's, it was the series. Oh, Ballers. Yeah, he was good in that. I never saw that. Ballers, I didn't think it was one of those series I was going to like, and then I started watching it. I really that's the one it. with The Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, all right. All right. I, I mean, I appreciate you being honest about it. I just I see what you're saying, though. I, I think it's unfair to put his dad's legacy on him. I think he's... Yeah, but if your dad's legacy is on you and you deliver at the same level or better, you can't deny that. I haven't seen where he's better than his dad but, or even as good. But you don't think that he's as good or not, or better than the actors that are out there right now? He, I mean, because he's not. Well, competing. That's not. That shouldn't be a measuring stick. Yeah, it is because he's not competing against his dad's for for these parts. He's competing against other actors. Oh. This is short. I just, I, I actually wanted to read this back to back. So it's because it's a good question. Back to Deidre and Johnson, and I know Coach is probably. About to drown himself in that tub because he's like, you read two from her, but none from me. And I sent you one. All right. I'm going to read yours too. I'm going to save you the last. At this point, I just want to tease and titillate you, Kulch. Um, Night Stalker episode. Great episode, Aries. You mentioned Kate Fear with De Niro and Nolte. I'm curious, have you ever seen the original with Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck? If so, which Max Katie do you think was scarier? Did you see it? Yeah, I did. I've, I've seen it. I don't remember it as. It's I black and white. Yeah, right? I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. it's black and white. Yeah, I think yeah, it's see, black and white. Black and white. It, it's that takes some of the out of it. It was really good. I remember it? It being really good. But <clears throat> De Niro, and maybe it's just because of my appreciation for De Niro, like that was De Niro made that made himself look that way. He didn't. Right. He doesn't look like that. I mean, he. Went to the gym. He lifted weights. He got right. into it, and he and I don't see De Niro as that insidious, scary character that he he was able to to pull out. That's you don't what, see De Niro the the person, the person. Yeah, the well, person. you're not supposed to. I know, and that's right. what I'm saying. He really took that to another level. Right. Um, 
I still probably think De Niro's is better. I, but I, I, I'm saying that with having a, a, not a great memory of the... Well, that's because it was in color. And we know anything with color is just scary. Even in the days of black and white. Nothing was that scary because it was in black and white. You knew what it was. But in color, it's just like Negroes. Negroes are color. So you have a reason to be scared. When you see color, you see fear. But when you see black and white, you know white is right. Ah, Brett Butler, yeah? On an education in color versus black and white. Yes, stay away from the coloreds. Coloreds, Negroes, niggers, whatever you want to call them. Anything with color is scary. Good day. Um, Trevor Bass. Andy on the treatment of white men. Hey, Andy and Aries. I'm currently listening back through the episodes to catch up to where things are at. And I'm currently listening to Ep 61. And Aries is, I hope, about to dig into Andy's ass. Uh, well, I did that when he turned into Gemma. But I'll do it again. Uh, <laughs> about white men and gun control. Uh, this episode was shortly after a mass shooting. And Andy wanted to make the separation of white men, gun owners, and crazy people with guns. Now, I started listening to the podcast around Ep 160. And I've had a chance to understand Andy's position on certain topics, and I find myself agreeing. However, in this instance, I not only, I not only found myself disagreeing, but also wanted to point out something Andy says in a later episode about white association. In Ep 61, Andy, you did the very thing that you speak of over 140 episodes, give or take. Later, where you said, unlike black people, white people don't look at themselves as collective. Only as individuals. You even tried to loop 9-11 into it when Aries specifically said domestic terrorism, a.k.a. white mass shootings. Aries looks at this from the honest lens that there is a conversation needed to be had about mass shootings and how white men are always behind them. Not some subgroup like the active or retired military, crazy gun owners or whatever else reason you're about to say. How come white people can see themselves as individuals but not black people? You kept taking deep breaths and stuttering when giving your response because you knew then what you ended up saying over 140 episodes later but wasn't sure how to say it. Your hesitation to be honest about white thoughts, white thought is why black parents have the conversation, he puts in quotes, with their children. You all know you just don't care to share. When Aries says use your powers for good, Tell this is what he's talking about. Tell us and stop leaving us leaving us in the dark until you're ready. Regards, T. Yeah. Like, well, one of the problems is I'm not going to remember what I was talking about. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I remember what I was talking about, but I, I don't rem- I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And just like he listened to it after he wrote the email. Uh, but I'm kind of going to as whites don't identify they identify individually. I think blacks need to identify individually. And I think that they, everybody is supposed to be identified. But you realize we can't. Yeah. I also realize you can't because, because of what the, the lens of society does. Right. uh, Especially this society. Right. So uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what I said that was off or that I stuttered through. Um, Not positive. I'm really not. And it's not, it's not uh, minimizing what is, uh, 
email is. I'm just not sure because I haven't listened to that email since the the week it came out. And that was uh, <clears throat> a couple years ago, I guess. Notice how the white devil has danced his way around the fire of honesty again. But he, he tried to come up with something to say, but he doesn't remember how convenient. <laughs> don't stop talking, Andy. Keep talking. Yeah, but <laughs> and every time, no, don't stop talking. You got to keep talking. I can't keep talking. No, you please, please, just just keep talking. Okay. So, so every uh, time I'm, the white devil yeah. tries to speak, Meek. you got to keep talking, Andy. Do don't it. stop. I can't do it. You got to try it. I'm okay. telling you, we're doing something here. Okay. So, so uh, when what uh, I'm trying to say is, is what they do. when you put every time uh, he tries this to set the record straight, over to that, you always feel sometimes bullshit. you come up with something else. This is what these hunkies and these crackers do. Don't stop <laughs> talking, guess. Eddie. We're doing a bit. Come on now, flow with me, nigga. So when you put that every time in perspective, you try to check this white motherfucker with the lens. You always know of the sun he's full of shit. And as it you shines, always call him on the it. sand at the beach. Even the sand in the beach is some shit he's using to try Even to deflect the from beach. the honesty of this. Are we done? We got to keep going? Yes, a little bit. Motherfucker, okay, okay, follow okay. the bit. Comedy. <laughs> so we're going to end this real quick. When you see the footprints on the beach talk, that I was talking about because of the sand and the sun on the beach and the sand really and the like sun. It. What the fuck does the sand and the sun, sun have to do with niggas? Then that's how you know that someone's carried you there. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, but uh, did I not answer the question though when I said the individual and seeing I, I don't understand if I if I answered his question or not I don't know he'll probably tell you yeah send it in but it, it, in what episode was that he said 160 or something 61 I, I deleted it uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look it up <laughs> okay uh, Rudy Flores secret life of a gang girl wow Hey, Aries, listen and love the podcast every week. I've been scrolling through streaming services and came across a documentary on Hulu called The Secret Life of a Gang Girl. It's about a girl who grows up around, excuse me, oh shit, grows up around gangs but doesn't join one until one of her friends is murdered. She becomes a ruthless killer by the age of 17 and had been the killer of at least 17 murders. I would love to know if when you were going up in New York, growing, not going, brother. Ten dollars. That's a typo. A lot of mo- okay. So what that mean? It's a typo. So you're excusing a typo? It wasn't grammatically. That, he wasn't trying to be grammatically incorrect in his point, sentence structure. The point when you proofread, you have a chance to fix. Okay. If you don't proofread, then you're going to get ten dollar. A lot of money. There we go. Um. Going up in New York, if there was ever a time you did, or every time, or was there ever a time, or did you know of anyone who at one point could have or did go down the wrong path? Keep up the good work, and Annie didn't forget about you. Uh, I'd like to know if you blame parents or society. In the documentary, they're analyzing social media, too. I'll keep listening. No, I didn't know anybody because I was a kid, so I wouldn't have... um, known or had any association with someone like that or in terms of what they did or didn't do because I was just too young. Uh, and then um, by the time I was in my teen years, I had moved to New Jersey. Um, but even now, I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm sure there probably is or was, but I don't know anybody personally that I grew up with where I went, damn, he did that? So, no, I don't know. What, what was my question? Um, do you blame, hold up, 
I'd like to, Andy, didn't forget about you. I'd like to know if you blame parents or society. For what? <clears throat> Someone going down the wrong path. Oh. Well, I get, that one, again, I, I don't know how to answer that because I, I see people who, parents that seemingly raise their children correctly and they still go down the wrong path because of societal pressures. But uh, then I see parents that are horrible to kids and they do well. So I, I don't know. I, I, it has to be a combination of both. And it has to be the will. I, I, I think innately uh, we have something in us that allows us to either follow or to uh, become the, our individual selves. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it always starts with parents. It, does, it starts um, with parents, but there's plenty of people that have shitty parents or didn't grow up with two parents or maybe were raised by not even their parents, and they don't have some of these societal issues. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I think it's a mixture of both. I think it starts with the parents. But ultimately, if the parenting isn't there, then society becomes the parents. Um, so that can determine good or bad. You know, some some parents are shitty, but then they get around the right society and it helps guide them and takes them into the right direction and vice versa. Um, so I think it's definitely a combination of both. But I, I do think <clears throat> that shitty parenting uh, advances uh the ability for society to pull someone in the wrong direction. Right. Um, Wolverine Weapon X Kiki Sun. What up, ANA? Hope y'all good. Loving the podcast. What do you think of the movie Indecent Proposal? Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore are a married couple, and Robert, Robert Redford plays the rich guy who asks Woody Harrelson if he could sleep with his wife for a million dollars. Aries Andy, what do you do? Me, I'd probably give him a two-piece and a biscuit. At the same time, if our financial situation isn't good, shake my hand, shake my hand, sh- shake my head. Damn, might have to do it. What would y'all do? Aries, I like Denzel Washington's new movie, but the ending threw me. Anyway, keep the blue magic coming. Be good, y'all. <sighs> Is there ever such thing as the right price? Uh, if somebody offered me $5 billion to sleep with my broad, everything in me says we'd both be nuts not to do it. Uh, But of course, your male machoism slash ego kicks in. You don't want nobody fucking your woman. Um, $5 billion, though. I know. You said billion. You went to billion. Yeah, because I'm just saying, if a motherfucker offers you a million, I think most motherfuckers would do it for a million. But five billion is a head scratcher. Um, I guess my biggest concern was, would she like it? I might not mind she, her doing it if she don't like it. But what if this nigga's dick, you know, is the size of a point guard in the NBA? Uh, she might like it. And then if this nigga's offering five mil, you might lose a five million a point guard size dick. And this nigga got that kind of cake. It's it's another sign of dominance, though. On whose part, the nigga with the money? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you 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 and you're not only when you can pay someone a million dollars to fuck their wife, you're dominating both of them. Right. You get to fuck her, and you're dominating him with your million dollars. So it depends on how how what is your price. It isn't about her pussy anymore. It's what your price is. 
I mean, it, it's about her pussy to a degree. It is, but it's about what your price is because that's that was the question. It was, and especially if you live in under fucked up conditions. If y'all are, are, are modest and y'all are getting by on, on some modest shit, you know, fuck that. I don't want you fucking my woman, but goddamn, five billion, nigga. But now you made a billion. Yeah, you got to up the ante. You wouldn't do it? No, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some some things saying it's not because I said it wasn't about her, it's about him. I mean, so if a nigga offered you if 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 a dude offered you listen if Warren Buffett offered you five billion to fuck Tara, I would imagine you would do it because it's Warren Buffett. Buffett yeah, but if it's there would uh, be a serious conversation with Tara right about what we could do with five billion dollars. But if LeBron James. Offered you five billion to fuck Tara. Nigga, you're losing Tara. You are going to lose her like he has lost his hairline. I don't even have his like I would say I wish I could say, well, I have a better hairline or something like that. I don't I don't have anything in I don't have anything in the bag. Tara's better. gone, homie. <laughs> LeBron James nigga. I don't have anything in the bag. Well, who's that one nigga that plays for Toronto? Simaki, Siakmi? One of them African niggas that play for the the, the Toronto. I know Kulch knows the answer to this. Yeah, but he don't have five billion. Uh, LeBron might have. But let's just say he did. Siakam, Siakam, smack him, some nigga like that. Yeah, you losing Tara, nigga. But but for five billion, what do you do? God, God, God. For five billion, I bet for a billion dollars, you could go to a doctor and get them to invent a whole new detachable pussy that you could take her pussy out, remove it, and put a brand new pussy in. Yeah, nah, I ain't fucking with that nigga. <laughs> I would probably do it. And if she left me, then I would spend at least a billion trying to check, track down Jebba. Uh, that, you know, that's that's the other play. Yeah, so right. you're always thinking. You're not thinking about just the moment. You're thinking about. Yeah, nigga, five billion, nigga. Yeah. So, a lot yeah. of changes with five billion. So, you, so then you could let that happen. And yeah, then, and, and, then, if, and if she trip, I'll hire the best detective, find Gemma, and be like, bitch, I got $4 billion. What's happening? <laughs> yes, nigga. Um, Kelly J to A&A. Double A, what's up, fellas? First off, Andrew should have smashed that waitress from Raleigh. He should have had that Southern Belle <laughs> hollering louder than a wolf pack. LOL. I would have been so proud of him. Oh, the chick with the Southern hospitality. Yeah. You boys need anything else. That nigga raped me, daddy. Um, I DM'd Andy on IG asking him about the Chicago show. I'm disappointed it got moved because I was too ready to see y'all do y'all thing on stage. <clears throat> I'll just have to catch you guys when you come back in August. And sorry, Aries, but I got to take Andy's side on something. I'm hoping to maintain my black card despite of what I'm going to say. LOL. There is such a thing as too much when it comes to a thick body. I appreciate a banging body just as much as the next cat, but there are limitations. Once it starts looking completely unnatural and molded together like an exaggerated Play-Doh figurine or a caricature, I lost interest. Um, Hey, nigga. When you leave... Leave your keys, your wallet, and your black card on the desk. You are no longer with us. 
Affirmative. Um, I lost interest. Uh, I lose interest. Gemma's got thighs bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger's. What's the problem? <laughs> That's good. It's a lot of protein. When she wraps her legs around your body as you enter her cervix and you blast your way past her epidural and into her chest cavity and you make her come and you ask her, was it good? Guess what she's going to say? Yay he, yay he. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that ain't sexy. Serena Williams, for example, is ideal for me. That ass and them legs are something serious. And although I prefer all natural, I would even go for a Nicki Minaj type of body. And that bitch is surgically enhanced, nigga. What are you talking about? But too he much. He said that. He said it. Oh, no, no. But although I prefer all natural. Okay. Mm. But too much more than that will definitely have me feeling like I'm smashing She-Hulk. No pun intended. Now, don't get me wrong. I probably wouldn't turn Gemma down if she offered. I'm still a man, LOL. But I wouldn't chase it either. I bet you if you saw that bitch naked in a, in a Victoria's Secret, nothing but strings up every crevice, give a run, nigga, you are chasing that. Get the fuck out of here. And your dick will lead the way like a Rolls Royce emblem. Anyway, Snowfall is bomb. And King of Scotland was dope. I still got to see that. Yeah. You've mentioned both at some point, and I vouch for them. Also, Aries, I'm going to send you some Tums, dog. Every, <laughs> <laughs> Every Thursday, we get emails and Aries' rendition of Beethoven's Digestive Symphony. <laughs> Reminds me of that scene in Nutty Professor 2 where Sherman was dreaming about how he had to use the force, his ass gas, to get to the detonator. LOL, funny scene. Okay, last thing. Um, I know you guys appreciate a good hypothetical as much as I do, so I got one, Aries. If Julie Cash and Gemma Starr invited you to a threesome, but you had to let them call you nigger, and he puts the ER in caps throughout it, would you do it? Like, what if one of them yelled, give me them nigger nuts, Aries, you'd still hit? LOL, can't wait for your response. I would say, here these nigger nuts is... All right, fellas, keep doing y'all thing. Keep going hard in the paint. I'm out. Wizard Kelly, y'all. P.S. Shout out to Steve for being the unsung hero, unsung hero he is. We appreciate you, brother. Would he be able to say something on the PC one time for the one time? Just for the hell of it. He's part of the team, and it's only right that we put a voice to the name. Just a quick snippet would suffice. Suffice. I got an idea for that. Do you really? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you after so we can do it. Be uh, fre- be with fresh. Steve? Yeah. All right. Be fresh. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like this dude. Yeah, he cool. Shit, yeah. I don't mind him. Goddamn. Uh, Wayne Deshaw. I felt compelled to write in in caps. Hi, Aries and Andy. I'm that black British bloke who wrote into you a while ago or still been a faithful listener. A lot of people liked when I did the um, Michael Guyton. I wore the glasses in 3D. So I could see the insides of the house. And I could see where she's been. And I know if a nigga's been eating it. Um, uh, I need to email you a lot again until your show from 2-11-2021. First of all, TJ Bloody Nora. Have you ever heard of the saying, brevity is the soul of wit? 
Well, with that long ass dissertation you wrote, it's safe to say longevity is a sign of a bitch. I hope Aries charged you for reading a whole chapter from your memoir, <laughs> The Musings of a Bed Buck. That, that email went on for so long. I'm sure I found a great pube on my left bullock <laughs> when you got to the end. <laughs> no disrespect, but you should have saved that email for your dear diary. I understand you have your gripes, but it sounds like you still have unresolved issues with black women. You're probably thinking, why does it? Why doesn't this bloody tea slurping bloke have a buttery crumpet up his arse and mind his business? Well, I'm a listener of the show, and the last thing I want to hear are your diatribes. I was going to break down your email, but Aries and, e- Aries and Andy summed it up perfectly and succinct- succinctly. Succinctly. Succinctly, yeah. All right, goddamn, yeah. Succinctly. These British big words. It's a little British big words. And on to that hating ass bed wench Ferra. Yeah, I said it. Oh boy. Uh, why is it always these edu educated swirlers that go on about their degrees? Andy had it right. You could be educated but still be a moron who lacks intelligence, as Farah has shown. See, I didn't even say that. Next week on Snowfall. <laughs> this is getting juicy, y'all. As far as black women make up the majority of the most educated group in America, that may be statistically true. But once you see a lot of those degrees are one, once you see a lot of those degrees are ones that no Fortune 500 company would wipe their arse with. You see how worthless many of them are. Take it from someone who got their STEM degree while studying in America. I've seen it firsthand. And the reason why black men are clowning Michael B. Jordan dating that Lori Bird is because she's exactly that, a bird. What kind of woman sleeps with a man and his father? Not at the same time, of course. That's not even mentioning that she has been around the block more times than the paper boy. We want to see our brothers do better for themselves. Black men are always expected to lower their standards when they make it. I don't care who Michael B. Jordan dates, but I can understand brothers' frustrations when we have an image projected us projected of ourselves as being a rest haven for hoes. Anyway, I won't go on much longer. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be a T.J. Mark too. Keep up the good work. Andy is starting to grow on me too, just like one of those pubic hairs. I made that part up. He's been spitting some real facts over the past few months that has shown he is more perspective perceptive. Than he seems, especially when it comes to racial issues. Yours sincerely, Wine. That's Bruce Wine, you bloke. Thank you, brother. Now I like him too. Yeah, see, there you go. More motherfuckers dig you, nigga. Dude, he really went after. Okay, I'm reloaded. (laughs) Stellar Eccles. Sup, ANA. Long time listener, first time emailer. Ah, nice when we get a. A virgin. Enjoy your show and have been listening since the very early episodes. I wrote you guys to thank you, to thank your show for tuning me in, tuning me on to shows like City on a Hill, The Good Lord Bird, The Comedy Show, I think you meant to say The Comedy Stow, and several others, but cannot fathom how movie and TV connoisseurs like yourself aren't watching what might be the best show on TV, Snowfall. Well, now you know, we're there. From the story to the character developed, Snowfall has literally entered my top five best shows of all time. Crazy to see Damson Idris pull off an American L.A. accent without a hitch, all while being English. 
showing how cocaine and crack invented the neighborhoods in the 80s and how relationships alter due to that due to them. Anywho, uh, hopefully you find time to fit the show into your schedule for the fourth season is set to premiere February 24th. Thanks for helping me and brightening up my work weeks. Wednesday and Thursdays have become my favorite days. Thanks to you guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, and Aries, I'm still writing and manifesting my horror movie script where you play an antagonist. Feel like you're one great performance away from superstardom. And Andy, fuck them haters. Don't keep explaining your point or of holding the media accountable. If people don't get what you mean at this point, they never will. Stello Eccles. Appreciate you, dog. Yeah, he's he's right, uh, dude. That's not, and and we did a whole episode. Obviously, if you heard it on Wednesday, you heard the whole thing. But Jesus, I mean, we tried to do the snowfall three seasons in one hour. We we just barely tipped it, man. We didn't even really get it all in there. The, the mm. snowfall is this, the writing of snowfall. And this is what we didn't say is up there for television writing with with. Uh, to me, it was Sons of Anarchy and mm-hmm. uh, and the Walter White uh, well, right. the, the, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. It's such. It's so well done. Yes, yes. Uh, matter of fact, you know, it's funny when I when I when I sent out the post about how great it was. Um, Mo Collins, uh, Mad TV alumni, hit me and said, "Awesome show. Everyone deserves an award." Yeah. So I think it's unanimous. As far as uh, how great that show is and people's um, feelings about it. Uh, I love it, man. And I want to thank you again for putting me on. Better late than never. Uh, All I can hear in my head is the Bruce Willis hanging out the window, looking down on the car that he threw the body on top of. Welcome to the party, pal. So now we're at the party. Yeah, it is. Man, we almost owe him another episode. Maybe we after the maybe you should we should watch at least the first episode. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, dude, but then you that's like coke, nigga. You gonna get me hooked? Dude, it's just so we didn't we didn't talk about his the auntie. We didn't talk. Right. We, we 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 missed out on so much. It's in that mm-hmm. time, dude. This I, I'm hyped about it still. Let me read this last one from the doctor. Uh, what up, Aries Andy? <clears throat> this is the doctor talking at you. First off, I want to thank the both of y'all for all the life changing info that y'all speak about on your podcast. If I told you once, I think I've told you a thousand times already, Aries, our views on life are so much alike that it's a damn near phenomenally sick. Sometimes I even find myself finishing your sentences, especially when you're trying to make a point and that's on life situations and especially on women in movies. I almost felt like I've known you in a past life or some shit, LOL. But anyway, I would also like to honor and thank you grandly for playing my music on your show. To have your music played on, played by your favorite comedian, the feeling indescribable. And speaking of which, here's the million dollar question. I wanted to ask you due to the fact that you're a B.I.G. fan like myself. Question, do you rate my two songs you played, Nashville Nights and Lady Razorblade, even remotely close to being good as Biggie's Niggas Bleed? I desperately need your opinion on that. 
And by the way, Aaron Aries, you murdered that crowd at the comedy club in Raleigh. My girl and I still damn near burst into tears of laughter when you was talking about that dude that had the zipper on his chest and that fat bitch <laughs> you said looked like a shit emoji. <laughs> Getting my girl to laugh that hard is something other comedians have not been able to accomplish. That's one of the many reasons I know you are a truly underrated legendary king of comedy. You definitely don't get the credit you deserve. My Negro, keep doing what you're doing. Best wishes to the both of y'all. Success to Dr. P.S. And Andy, stop trying to explain yourself to them fault-finding, sensitive-ass Negroes who be writing in, talking shit about you, taking your kindness for weakness. I know where your heart is at Playboy. God bless. This is a weird day for me on the email. I'm telling you, brother, they coming around. They starting to see your value. Dude, that zipper stuff that went on in Raleigh with the zipper shirt. Right. Dude, that was one of my favorite moments on the road with you, uh, (laughs) watching you. Right. Uh, just on stage. That shit was so... And you didn't let that go at all. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. Got to beat it to the... Beat it to death. Yeah, but you didn't kill... You didn't, like, it didn't get old. I mean, it was it was put in the... It, that was a fun night. Oh, thank you, brother. From Kulsh Soul. Bloop, 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 he just came out the water. Uh, ANA, my partners, that's all. All right, fine. I have a question. In your opinion, which film and or TV show had the most emotional portrayal of a fucked up relationship or in some cases, positive image of what a relationship should look like? Um, Off the top of my dome, City on a Hill, the daughter with the mother um, in terms of a fucked up relationship. Uh, In terms of what a relationship should look like, Bill Cosby and Theo Huxtable. That famous scene where the room is dirty and he says, Dad, you would accept me if I am because I'm your son, even if I don't do well in school. And Bill Cosby said, Dio, Dio, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And so there you go. Um, He said movies, though, too, right? Yeah, movies or TV. What's love got to do with it? Oh. Uh, Because that relationship not only spawned... it, it made a career for two mm-hmm. people. It had it held everybody accountable for what happened in that relationship, and it was a it was a brutal relationship. Mm. And, but it built up this amazing uh, uh, music career. Right. And then to answer what is the best part of uh, the loving part mm-hmm. is still what's love got to do with it because she loved herself enough to get away from that and right. left everything behind to be who she was. Right. So I think that movie. That's a good one. That that movie is just that. I, I actually, I just got like a. Yeah. About it, I got like a little goosebump. That's a good about one. It. Yeah. And that was you said good and bad. Yeah, because it had yeah. both. Because it showed it, it showed you it, no matter what success you get, you could still be in the midst and broil of, of something that's just horrible to tear you down. But right. when you realize that you love yourself enough, she stepped out of that relationship, left all the music behind, left her name behind. Right. Yeah. And, and 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 then became who she was. I, I think that uh, not only. Do I find it to be answer his question? It's it's also a true story, so that that's that's even more uh, impressive to me is the story. Right. Um, before we get out of here, real quick, because um, I know we got a we got three a show. shows tonight. We got a five thirty. Yeah, we got to get picked up in seventeen minutes. Um, are we going to run a little bit late in terms of the pickup? Because I already. Took care of myself. I'm, t- I'm done. Also, so okay. that's why I said too because okay. I wanted to get shot. So I want to ask you this: um, that Ted Cruz thing. Let's just hit that real quick. Yeah. He did something fucked up, right? Well, yeah, 
<laughs> he did. I, I have no problem with him sending his family to uh, uh, Mexico. Cancun. Can, Cancun. I don't care where they went in Mexico. They, they, and you know what? If I had the means and I was living in Texas and I knew this storm was coming, and if I could get my family to, if I had the means, like I wasn't right. hurting anybody to do this or hurting myself, and I could send them away, uh, put them in a, in a place that, you know, and I, that way I could focus on what I needed to do for my, for my state. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. But he didn't focus on what he had to do with the state. He went just to get out of the misery he went yeah and he you know and then he put it on his daughter and then but now there's uh but but it's now i have some other issues with it though that is an issue and i feel like he was wrong uh i have a huge problem with it because you know this is your state and if they're going through this time and you are an elected official you need to be there for the state but don lemon and the way that he's handling this he is definitely not my favorite person right now because on the other hand uh, this conversation has switched all the conversations that's happened in New York with, with, with Como and with the, what's happening there. And it's like he can only berate this one man uh, for a huge flaw. And, I, and you know, the ele- when we have the new election, the, the people will speak. But the way that he's handling it, it just felt like he's almost like it's like a shame, shame, shame. I still want the news. I still want you to give me the facts. And if you want to put a little bit of your opinion, but this, the, the, I, I, I don't know what it is about Don Lemon right now. It's just, it, it's. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I, I haven't really followed this too much other than the fact that I know that Cruz was trying to get him and his family to a beautiful, nice tropical. And they said the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, while the people there suffer. All of that was for me to set me up so that Bartholomew <laughs> Winston III could say that I sympathize with Mr. Cruz because I don't speak or understand poverty. So even though whatever it is they're going through, tisk tisk, I would have done the same. Matter of fact, I keep both my yacht and helicopter on standby. So when it's time for me to get away from the minions and the Crichtons, I ring my bell. And then I get on my copter and leave while eating caviar and drinking champagne. Good day. Yeah, that was all a setup just so I could do that. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, I want you to do a Dom Lemon impression so I can make fun of that. I got I to gotta figure that out. Dude, I, figure that out. <sighs> I want the news. I got you, baby. Um, coming up, this is Ronnie Taylor. Um, Instagram mixed kid seventy three. That's M I X E D K I D seven three. Um, and just before you play that, I want to let you know that we are in Tacoma this week. While you're listening to it, yes. you can find us either at the Tacoma Comedy Club or Southern Kitchen. Yes, uh, not performing, but eating. And um, then after that, we're going to be in Be More the second week of March. Yes. Um, and shit, we forgot to do it on the last podcast, but again, Spearsburg pod for Twitter, Spearsburg pod for Instagram, Spearsburg pod for YouTube, Spearsburg pod for Patreon and hits one on one. Yeah. This is big pun son, by the way, Chris Rivers. Wow. Oh shit. Cut from his daddy's cloth or an extreme amount of cloth. Uh, did had to cover all that body. The pun. The pun. 
Here we go. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. This a man, the name of the business is self for cash and C that sell like cell phone. Four like the number cash like moolah and C like North Carolina, baby. Okay, 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 let's go. The name of the business is self for cash and C. We are located in North Carolina and basically we buy iPhones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and Galaxies. Don't need to have receipts. They could be new, they could be cracked, they could have issues, they could be whack, they could have bills owed too. That's fine. We are only looking for devices from recent years, but don't hesitate to ask for an offer. If you got something that's a little bit older, just match yourself for cash and see on Facebook to receive a quote. Make sure to include the model and carrier and the condition, because we pros, not amateurs. If you need help, just ask me a manager. If you agree on a quote, we agree on a time and public place to meet that's safe for you and safe for me. That's near city or near representative that you'll see. We'll inspect it with elegance and then agree, and you'll see all the cash that you got with ease. That's cash on the spot, say yes to green. Pay more than any storage here, best believe we out in Raleigh, Greenville, Rocky Mountain, Wilson, we might be outside your building, we don't buy all phones, just the ones we deal in, don't be sad, we still win, don't be sad, it's still sunny, no joke, we are real, it's not funny, you want deals in here, then come running, hit us for a quote today to get money, yeah. Feel it, baby.